mm-hmm. in order to truly resonate with somebody you need to speak their language because you could have the best solution in the world for something but if a person doesn't understand that you know where they're at they're not going to know that Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you do marketing differently, serving first, giving value, and ultimately building your brand to help you get your voice out there to impact more people. And so uh, we we try to our best to bring on just amazing guest hosts to, to talk about different topics and things like that. And so this week's episode is no different. I was able to sit down with the amazing Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, and we were able to talk while we were in Orlando, Florida. A big shout out to Buzzsprout. Uh, for making a an amazing just pop-up recording studio. And uh, we were able to work with them. If you guys have not checked out Buzzsprout, make sure you go check them out, buzzsprout.com. They are an amazing podcast hosting service. And just honestly, talk about value. They bring a ton of value on their blog. So make sure to go check them out. But they were able to facilitate this interview that I was able to do with Pat Flynn. Um, and so... It's one of those things that uh, I felt bad because my amazing co-host Lauren Lewis was not able to join us because obviously she was not in Florida at the time. But we actually dive into several of the things that Pat talks about and just amazing wisdom that Pat has. Uh, we were able to dump into that at the end of this episode. Uh, so make sure after my interview with Pat, you guys stick around for that. We kind of deep dive into some of those topics that he talked about. And uh, so anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Mr. Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Brian Fitton here with the Go Rogue Podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to join us today. This is the podcast dedicated to helping people create content, give value, 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 um, and then build a brand around that. So I'm so excited because today I have an amazing guest who I have a lot of gratitude for, who's brought me a ton of value as well, uh, Mr. Pat Flynn. What's up? How's it going, Thanks man? for having me, Brian. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so... The reason that we want to have you on today, too, is because you have, like I said before, you brought me a ton of value, helped me kind of launch different podcasts and do different things in this space. Um, and so you are kind of a guy I look up to when it comes to knowing an audience, building a community, finding their tribe, speaking their language. Um, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today, because um, we want to walk through what it looks like to actually get into those steps and be able to solve a problem for them after listening to them and then provide that value for them. So um, so talk to us a little bit about um, really what you do when you look for, especially with a tribe, kind of building that tribe out. Where do you go to make sure that you provide your content specifically for all of these different platforms that you're on? Because your, your audience is big. You know, we all have those audiences in different places. Yeah. So how, how can you make sure that you're speaking their language on those platforms? Well, it starts with listening. And then part of that is also giving people permission to speak up in terms of what their problems may be. So a lot of times I'll go and whether it's in my email list or on social media, I'll ask questions like, hey, what do you guys need help with right now? Uh, what are you struggling with? What's your number one challenge related to blank? And the replies that you get back are important because that'll guide what content to create. Potentially, if you get a lot of people saying the same thing, what higher level content to create. So courses or webinars or other things like that. But in addition to that, 
You're going to also understand the language that they use, how they describe that problem. And that's so important because in your email subject lines, in your sales pages, your headlines there, in your blog content, what you say, mm -hmm. in order to truly resonate with somebody, you need to speak their language. Because you could have the best solution in the world for something, but if a person doesn't understand that you know where they're at, they're not gonna know that. And if you can define the problem almost better than the target customer, they're all they're gonna automatically think you have the solution. So they're they're just gonna gravitate toward you because you know, have you ever spoken to somebody and 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 you know they're like talking about things that you're going through and you're just like, Man, like you said it better than I could say it, right? Or yeah. they just nod their head and they go, like, I feel like you're in my head. Yeah. And that's the best compliment you can get as a content creator when you have somebody reply in a comment or in a message and go, Wow, I felt like you made that just for me. Yeah. And that's how you get them to stick around. And that's how you get them to, secondly, open up even more about, okay, like, I have this problem. Here's what I tried to solve this problem with, and it didn't work. Like, what can, what can you do? Or what, what superpowers do you have that can help me? And if you help me even a little bit, I'm going to share you with the world. Because now I, with the same problem, have probably a lot of people in my life who might be in the same situation. Of course, me yeah. now, I want to help those people too. And now you've given me trust and, and just confidence in what you're saying that I can confidently share you absolutely absolutely so let's talk about kind of times because you you've you obviously are a blogger you started out blogging mm -hmm. then you went to uh, podcasting which i think is what you're really known for but tell me kind of the shift in your in your story to where you went like you saw an audience on youtube right so i actually found you on youtube originally that's cool um, yeah and then hurt so kind of the organic reach of this is saw a, a tutorial did on youtube a long long time ago and then heard you on a, a podcast and then actually found my fizzle friends. I, I'm part of that community because they interviewed you as well. You've shared their interview with you. Yeah. So it's all kind of grown organically. But you've seen, you saw obviously a need on YouTube. So talk to me about kind of like your story around going through that. Remember that time kind of back when you're like, hey, I've got to focus. I've have, I have an audience on YouTube. I want to focus on them. I want to provide them value. And you started to take it very seriously. So talk to us about that. Yeah, I started to take it very seriously only recently. Actually, after my blog was started in 2008, my YouTube channel was next in 2009. The podcast was 2010. But when I got onto YouTube, I was very scared of that platform because I just didn't want to put my face on there. And I was afraid of what people would say about my voice. And, you know, people are nasty in the comment section over there. So I was trying to avoid it and a lot of my first videos were actually just screencasts of tutorials on how to do certain things because yeah. I was like oh I don't need to put my face on there yeah. and then I started to slowly put my face on there but I just never felt comfortable and then when I found podcasting that's when I really took off and tripled down on that and the YouTube channel I've uploaded videos for just random things so I'll be like oh well people are asking like I said yeah. I do the research people are asking for information about how to start a podcast alright I'll do a little mini series and put that on YouTube and then I'll let YouTube sit there and do nothing for a while and it just you know those views come over time. Yeah. But it wasn't until 2017, I went to a conference called Vid Summit and I got invited by a friend and I, I went and I saw all these amazing creators just doing amazing things on YouTube. And the number one thing I learned was that in order to grow there, uh, you have to be consistent yeah. and you have to upload a lot. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, that's why I was like, wow, that's probably why my YouTube channel, even after nine years is still you know, it's only like 50,000 subscribers, which is, I know, a big number. Yeah. But uh, again, that's over nine years. And really, it was just a couple videos that were really the, the thing that attracted yeah. most people. So it was at that point, that was February 2018, my buddy Caleb and I, who was a former Fizzle, uh, uh, he actually worked with Fizzle for a while. Uh, Love we, Caleb. We decided to go pretty hard on, on YouTube. So we started to, again, 
ask questions. What do you guys need help with? And we would just film videos for that. Like it just made content creation really simple. And then we started to see some momentum after a few months. And now fast forward over a year later, we grew, we've grown the YouTube channel by over 100,000 subscribers. Yeah. We're approaching 200,000 now, which is wow. pretty amazing. And we're starting to see a lot more velocity now. And uh, it's just really cool because the YouTube channel, now that it's big, it's giving me access to other YouTubers who have massive audiences who are like, oh, there's this up-and-comer Pat Flynn who, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the, in the podcast space, I'm not an up-and-comer. I'm there already. But on YouTube, it's like, oh, this guy's getting some acceleration. Like, let's check him out. And then they discover I have a podcast. And I'm like, wow, you're doing a lot more than I thought you were because I only live on YouTube. And that's the big thing. Yeah. Some people only live on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. They'll only watch and absorb content on YouTube. Even though I have this podcast, they don't want to listen to podcasts. They watch videos. Oh yeah, that's absolutely true. And that's why it's so important to customize that content exactly for that audience because they may never find you anywhere else or never go anywhere else. So you want to make sure it's tailored to them. Agreed. So, yeah. Because some people were like, Pat, just take your podcast and rip the audio out and just put like a slide up on YouTube and post it there. And I'm like, no, who no. would want to watch like a still image for 45 minutes? Yeah. Like there's no value there. And then I learned after going to this conference that that's a huge no-no also because of the algorithm. If a person goes there to listen and they just leave right away, that affects the rest of your channel. Absolutely. And so I'm like, okay, well, you, like you said, you got to be, you, you got to understand context of that particular platform and create yeah. for that platform. Absolutely. So uh, just to kind of finish up here, I can tie all this together because you obviously heard the need of, of a specific thing. So I want to talk about SwitchPod real quick yeah. because it is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I've got mine on order. I'm so excited for it. So you. somebody who's been in the vlogging space and video space. So just talk to us real quick about that. Just kind of you and Caleb's idea to come up with this and then launching it. Obviously, Kickstarter is huge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, entrepreneurship is about solving problems and helping to decrease the little frictions that happen in life. And there was a kind of a big friction that I was seeing in the, so I went to Vid Summit uh, that same year and I actually, Caleb and I noticed that a bunch of people had these gorilla pods, oh, right? And gorilla pods yeah. are, they're, they're are great, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. we just noticed everybody struggling with them. Like yeah. they couldn't hold them up right. And like vloggers took the gorilla pod and turned it into a vlogging tool. They yeah. kind of stretched that out a little bit to get a wide angle when they shoot. And then they like struggle to open it and then struggle to put it back. And I'm, me and Caleb were just like, there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. And it was really interesting right at that moment, a good friend of mine, Richie Norton, who actually I had once interviewed on the podcast, his topic was creating physical products. Me and Caleb were like, dude, remember that. Richie, come here, come yeah. here, come here. So we have this idea for this tripod that does this and like easier to use. What do you think? He's like, dude, let's do it. <laughs> and we're like, wait, well, you like you actually like actually yeah. do it? And he's like, yeah, let's get let's go. Like start asking people like what they like and don't like about what they have. And that's again the first step. Yeah. What do you like about this? What do you don't like about this? And we went through iteration after iteration. It started with cardboard, then like plastic cutouts and then uh, 3d printed ones that actually started okay. to work and then uh the, these final prototypes and we actually have one right in front of us right now yeah. uh that i've been using here <laughs> at this event that we're at and um the kickstarter launched 40 days ago mm -hmm. we got 20 days left and we had a funding goal of a hundred thousand dollars because it takes a lot of money to tool oh, yeah. these things yeah. And uh, we were able to reach that goal in 11 hours and 26 minutes Good and um, kind of blew us away. And That's amazing. It's kind of taken off now. We were in New York last week because some PR companies and media companies and retailers want to talk to us. And it's just kind of blown up bit, much yeah. bigger. But I think oh, going down to, the, to, to what we talked about in the beginning, it's solving a very specific problem for a very specific group of people. If we built this thing to do everything, 
it would just be a gorilla pond again, yeah. right? It would have flexible legs, and we, we made conscious design decisions to not have flexible legs. And if you don't, if you need that, go get the gorilla pond. But this is for vlogging specifically, and it's taken off. We have over uh, 4,000 ordered already, and we still got a couple weeks left in the campaign. Goodness. That's amazing. That's amazing. So uh, just to finish up, Pat, where can people find the SwitchPod, but then also find out more about you? Thank you. Well, the SwitchPod you can find at switchpod.co. And even after the Kickstarter campaign, that'll redirect you to wherever you can get it at the lowest price. And uh, about me, you know, I have a blog and a podcast and a YouTube channel, Smart Passive Income. And that's where I talk business and help small uh, small business and, uh, and entrepreneurs uh, grow and scale without losing their minds, basically. Yeah. And, uh, and, and being able to save time. Uh, I'm Pat Flynn on Instagram and Twitter and on YouTube at Pat Flynn and just would be happy to connect with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Pat. I appreciate it. Make sure you guys check out Go Rogue x.com for all the show notes uh but again pat thanks so much for thanks, joining Brian. us today. appreciate you man yeah Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed that uh, interview with Pat Flynn. Like I said before, he is a huge, huge influence on me and uh, what we're doing with with Go Rogax. And uh, we wanted to just kind of talk through just a, a little bit more about uh, that interview and some of the things that he dove into. And so, like I said before, Lauren wasn't able to join me then, but Miss Lauren Lewis is on right now. Say what's up, Lauren. What's up? So glad to be here. Absolutely. I wish that you could have been with me in Florida. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm sure you would have been happy with that too. But uh, obviously, you know, we have recorded episodes together from the very beginning. And so Lauren and I really wanted to kind of dive into some of the topics that Pat had uh, talked about and just kind of briefly went over, only had a short time with him. Um, but it was really cool to kind of get his wisdom. And we wanted to break it down just a little bit more for you guys. And so uh, one of the things that Pat really hit on and it kind of came out of the gate with was really being able to listen to your audience and know where they're at know the problems that they have uh, before you're going in and trying to solve them. And that's just always spoken to me as a serve first, you know, do marketing differently, kind of what we talk about consistently on this podcast. And uh, it was really fun to kind of dive into that with Pat. So um, Lauren, kind of give me your thoughts on, you know, really that listening to your audience, knowing where they're at, um, what are, what are kind of your, your thoughts around what Pat was saying? Sure. Um, I think, you know, I think in leaders within their industry do best when they are willing to listen to their customers, patients, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I think it starts at the basic level of engaging your audience um, and really just having those small discussions. If you're a brick and mortar place, I mean, obviously that can be a little bit easier. Um, but on some of your social platforms, um, really understanding your audience, what is something that's consistently coming up, what are conversations and questions they're frequently asking? Um, what is content that just goes crazy? Um, you know, and uh, I was dealing with a client the other day and we posted something we hadn't posted in ages <laughs> because honestly it hadn't been very popular, but we took a different stance with it and it blew up <laughs> and people nice. were having all these questions and everything. And I, I just talked to my client and I was like, we need to talk more about this. This is clearly something that is a pain point for your particular demographic. Um, and they clearly want to know more. And so it's taking those times to really dig your heels in to understand exactly what your audience is needing. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that actually brings up an episode that we talk with uh, Amy Morgan with PDANO. And she talks about that. She did a very basic, hey, here's a $10, you know, Chick-fil-A gift card. What are the problems that you guys are seeing? Um, and the amount, I think it was like 260 something comments or something crazy that came in with people were like, hey, you should help us on this. And hey, you should talk about that. And you should go through in depth on this subject. And um, really just listening, you don't even have to offer anything to get feedback a lot of times it's like in your situation you know working with somebody that the same problem keeps coming up keeps coming up and keeps coming up um and but yet we work with so many people that are like i just don't i don't have any idea what to talk about i don't know what to Mm -hmm. you know either do a facebook live or a podcast or whatever it is i don't even know what to talk about and you're like literally just look at the comments like look at what people are saying as you said a brick and mortar business Listen to what your clients or your patients or whatever, what are they saying? What are they, what do you consistently see coming through? And a, a simple survey can help out or just even a one-on-one conversation. Uh, a lot of times with, with your clients and customers, you can come up with great content ideas and usually dig in even more. You know, you can take a broad subject and turn it into um, all kinds of pieces of content. And so one of the things that I loved was Pat, we, we he was talking about, you know, knowing specifically uh, the audience and where they're at on the platform. And so that was a question I kind of got into with him. We, we dove into YouTube specifically because he has recently really put a lot of attention on it and, and has seriously focused on it. And it's one of those things that I think he really saw the benefit of it. Um, but what are some of the things that, you know, Lauren, that you've seen with YouTube, uh, what, what are people really looking for when it comes to that type of content compared to like a Facebook or an Instagram, um, or even a podcast, you know, what, what do you think are kind of some of the differences when it comes to YouTube content? So I think with YouTube, especially, you know, we're seeing that long form content is a lot more accepted and expected on YouTube as opposed to say Facebook or especially Instagram where they're wanting bite size, you know, they don't want to be on there for more than 30 seconds or you've lost your audience already. Um, I'm also seeing a lot more where you'll find like your tutorials and really like dive deep into educational materials on YouTube. Um, And I think sometimes the mistake is thinking that you can do that on all platforms um, where YouTube is really the king of that. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a great place to house your long form content, um, and really place more teasers on, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we, you know, we didn't dive too much into that with Pat, but that's exactly where he was going. It's like knowing exactly what your audience needs on that platform. And a lot of times it is that long form content when it comes to YouTube. And so, you know, we work with our clients on getting those teasers out with Facebook, Instagram, you know, Facebook live is king right now. Going live mm-hmm. on Facebook is is drawing more attention. And, and for some reason, you know, we even met with a client not too long ago that was asking us like, why in the world when I premiere a video, it doesn't get as much traffic and engagement as when I go live. And it's part of the algorithm. But I think it's also part of just people enjoy seeing what's going to happen. I mean, people are drawn to that live video. And so it's very interesting to see the, the different plays. So uh, I, I would recommend, because we, we always say repurpose your content, you know, create one killer piece of pillar content, killer pillar content. We need to somehow trademark that or something. Killer pillar content. <laughs> killer pillar content. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, create one piece that's very valuable and chop it up and make it 
uh, really easily digestible on the different platforms that people are on. Um, I think that that is going to be really key to success. And then obviously, like Pat said in the very beginning, speaking the language of your audience, whether that be, you know, a specific vertical that they're in or a specific platform that they're on, make sure that you are catering to them. And I, I hate it because I see so much of, you know, people are squashing videos for Instagram and the text is cut off or it's not, you know, formatted correctly. And it, I almost immediately just naturally start to scroll. It's like, I'll stop on something that's interesting. There'll be some text come up or something interesting happening. Then all of a sudden I see, oh, they just basically put this in a square frame, a one by one, when it's actually a, you know, a 16 by nine is what they originally filmed it in a landscape. And they just tried to smash it together to put it on Instagram. And you will lose credibility with people if you're doing Mm -hmm. that. Um, Do it right. Make sure that you're communicating with that audience correctly on that platform, because you as a person don't enjoy seeing that. I don't enjoy seeing it. Like, I want you to take the time. Don't be lazy and do it right for the platform that I'm consuming that content on. Just Because honestly, just like I talked about with Pat. I found him through YouTube's through a random YouTube video. Didn't see his face at all, and it was it was one of those that then heard him on a podcast of somebody that I are, had already trusted, right? And so they started talking about him, subscribed to his podcast, and then found other communities through that. And so a lot of times it it is just that simple step-by-step organic of, you know, putting out your co- content in one place can lead them to another place and then obviously build that uh, know, like, and trust with you um, to either purchase whatever it is that you are or continue the relationship or refer you to other people as well. So um, anyway, any, any final, final, uh, words there on that, Lauren? Um, I think my biggest one is that what we see often is, um, our clients don't have much time. And one of the things that they're doing is they're wasting a lot of time producing a, a mass amount of content that it's not being engaged with, um, because they're not repurposing their long form content. Um, it really can save you a lot of time. And if you're really investing on the pain point of your audience on that long form content, you're going diving deep into that. They want more of that. And so breaking that down into bite-sized pieces, it's valuable content. It's saving you time because you're not reproducing something crazy. You know, you're you're repurposing something you've already created um, and you create it for the right platforms where your audience is. You don't have to make it go to all, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really being targeted and being strategic with your time um, and your resources, whether that be monetary or just your skill set in general. So I would say there's a lot of power in repurposing your content and really focusing in on where your audience is and doing it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. And uh, I mean, just honestly, we what we talk about all the time, we, were, we are here to help you uh, learn how to do that, to focus on those things, to make sure that you're serving first, giving value back to your audience, um, and really building your brand as, as a company or as a podcaster or a YouTuber or whatever it is um, to help you get your message out there. And that's what I love about Pat Flynn. He has been a, an advocate of that from the very beginning and uh, obviously has new products coming out with the SwitchPod, which I'm very excited to have my own. Um, was And that part goes back to no like, and trust. I mean, I've, I've found Pat. I, I liked him, and I began to trust him. And so when he comes out with a product, 
it's way easier because he's he's given so much value to me. And I mentioned that in the episode. He's just given so much value to me as somebody who really enjoys marketing space and doing it right. And uh, and so I've learned a lot through him. And so that it was definitely an honor to uh, to speak with him and to be able to sit down and uh, make sure you guys check him out, smartpassiveincome.com. And uh, obviously with SwitchPod and all the things that him and Caleb Logic are doing is pretty cool. Make sure you guys check that out. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to us and uh, check out all the show notes. Any videos and stuff that we have um, are going to be on GoRogueX.com. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.